people everywhere and it's exciting and and to be honest with you what my course really does is just give you a starting off point so you can like dive into whatever your real interests are if you're a mother baby nurse like looking into what that research is as it, it applies to mothers and babies and follicular systems and all of those kind of things that might you know be of interest to you but we're a subset of people that is very small so the opportunities are endless Welcome to the Miracle Plant Podcast, the show that inspires, promotes, and gives you a daily dose of inspiration from the people who have used cannabis to change their lives in extraordinary ways. Here's your host, Justin Benton. Hey, welcome to the Miracle Plant Podcast, where we explain this misunderstood plant with so many names and the Miracle Plant that has changed so many people's lives, including mine and our families in extraordinary ways. Today, we have a special guest on with us today who I met in this incredible new platform called Clubhouse. For those of you that don't know about Clubhouse, you need to get to know. And I'm sure we'll touch on that a little bit, how to uh, become a member of Clubhouse and have great conversations. And it has allowed so many of us in the cannabis hemp CBD space to have a place to talk. And this is how Ashley and I met. She is the owner of the Cannabis Nursing Solutions. Ashley, welcome to the Miracle Plant Podcast. Hello. How are you doing? I am good. I'm happy to be here. Because we met on Clubhouse within the last week or so, I don't know much about you. You are a cannabis nurse who helps people that are looking for answers to their their problems and health ailments. And I'd love to hear your story, hear a little bit more about you, how you got into the space and some stories that really help us understand what it's all about for you. Okay. Yeah. Thank you for having me. I'm Ashley. I've been a nurse for 12 years and I worked in traditional nursing world for most of my career. And if there are any nurses out there, it's like med surge nursing and like telemetry nursing. I'm the person who brings you your medicine and says, have a nice day, sir. And talks to you for the doctor because the doctor probably came in and said a bunch of mumble jumble. So that was what I spent a lot of my time doing. And then somehow I worked myself up in the corporate world and had to conform to those rules and regulations. And during that time, I started learning more and more about the plant. And my husband actually self-medicated since as far as I could remember. He's now a patient. I'm in Maryland, so we only have a medical program here. But he is a medical patient. And when I started learning, so let me backtrack. I was the person who said, this is a terrible thing. You're messing up your mind. I had all of those stigmas in my coming out of my mouth to my husband. And when I started learning about not only the plant, but the endocannabinoid system and with it being the largest receptor system in our body, I'm like, why are we demonizing a plant that literally is compatible with the system that we're created with that we don't talk about. He turned into my guinea pig and we, we worked to find a therapeutic range for him because he, he suffers from chronic back pain. He used to be a diesel mechanic. And so 
a lot of wear and tear, that kind of thing. And so that's how I got into it. I saw good results with him, just managing and experimenting with different methods of consumption, experimenting with different doses and not over-medicating where you don't need to over-medicate and stuff like that. I look at it from a totally medical perspective, although I definitely appreciate recreational use. As many know, stress is linked to almost every chronic disease out there. Stress management is also very important. And I also attribute that to the medical side of things. Yeah, that's how I got into it. At this point, I'm in love with the plant. I'm having a good time navigating this whole entrepreneurial space. I'm a new author. So I guess I got to claim that title because I published. What's the name of the book? Tell us about the book. Oh, it's called Aces Medicine. So it's a children's book. I have it here. Somebody told me, always keep it with me. Absolutely. What's it called? Asa's medicine, S-A medicine. So Asa is a little boy who he's a medical cannabis patient too. And he happened to move to Maryland because we have Johns Hopkins. We have these big hospitals here. It's not named that in the book. That's where the idea came from. He came to Maryland. He's getting treated for these severe illnesses, but he takes medical cannabis to, to for symptom management. And so he's in, he goes to his new school. He, you know, thinks everything is normal because this is his life and he gets teased. As we all know, children uh, adopt what their parents tell them. A little boy named Rio makes fun of him and starts using language that is common for the plant. And him and the school nurse both come and they teach their uh, class about medical cannabis. And I, I really feel passionate about it because it displays what the nurse's role should be with our pediatric patients. And because there's so much stigma around it, a lot of our nurses aren't as informed about the plant and the endocannabinoid system and all those kind of things. Not only does it, it talk about the injustices of not acknowledging medical equality, but then it also touches on the role of our civil servants, i.e. the nurse in this situation. So, yeah. That's awesome. And now do, I'm guessing this is maybe based on a, a true story or a couple of stories where a young child had came, you know, into your life and you were able to help them out with cannabis? So not a personal story. Mm-hmm. Um, here in Maryland, and you're in California, so you probably have something similar, but we have a law that just was implemented this year that allows medical cannabis in the schools to be administered by the school nurse. I helped to build the guidelines, but even as a participant in building those guidelines to supplement the law, I had a lot of questions. And being a mom myself, I know what it's like when my kid comes home and says, Johnny said about blah, 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 blah. And now I have to teach her what the real answer is. Right now, a lot of parents don't have the real answer. So I just felt like parents deserve to have at least something to prompt them with some good evidence or real information and not continue to perpetuate the stereotype within their children because then that causes division within the closest social network that children have, which is school. That's where it came from. And to be honest with you, I don't think a lot of people have gotten to a point, at least here, where they even acknowledge that this will be a problem. Now, you were saying that you help set up programs for school nurses. I'd love to hear more about that. It's not specific to the school nurse. I actually Mm -hmm. educate just nurses in general. Mm -hmm. I have a course. It offers them CEUs. And we talk about like the history of the plant. We talk about what a cannabinoid is, what a terpene is. And then we talk about like treatment care planning, like how we can incorporate that into our plans of care. And that's 
typical language for us. Do I need to explain that? So basically we go through a process with every disease, every disease that we see. And there are certain things that we just innately do when, if you have a CHF patient, we know that we were going to check the lungs because they could have fluid in their lungs or something like that. We don't have a protocol like that it, that exists with medical cannabis. We barely even ask if the patient takes medical cannabis. If we see THC in the system after we do a UA or urine analysis, we you know label them and then we move on. Basically what the course does is break down what it is really, and then builds it up to what can you do with this information? How do you implement it into whatever it is you do in nursing? So if you're a school nurse, if you're an ICU nurse, if you're a med surge nurse, wherever you are, you can take that information and advocate for your patients the way we are trained to do. That's so cool. How do how does someone find it? Do you have a website or do they reach out to you on Instagram? How do you uh, get to take the course? So I do have a website. It's mm -hmm. CannabisNursingSolutionsLLC.com. And the tabs at the top will direct you. So if you're a nurse, you click for nurses and then you have your, your little menu. But you can also email me, CannabisNursingSolutions at gmail.com. And then on Instagram at CannabisNursingSolutions. Very cool. And, and what's been some of the feedback? I think it's so necessary to have, because the nurses and the doctors, they weren't trained on the endocannabinoid system, mm -hmm. e even though it's been around since the 90s. Mm -hmm. And since we are truly understanding, the endocannabinoid system's been around the whole time and it's in every animal on the planet, but we've just identified this endocannabinoid system that sets up with all of these receptors, CB1 in the brain mostly, and CB2 in the immune body, mm -hmm. receptors that receive cannabinoids that either our body makes or that we give them through plants like hemp. Right. And yeah, it just, and when I got started five or six years ago, the doctors were just almost completely against it. There's not enough research. That was the talking points, even though there's been research for hundreds of years. And in, in fact, they've been using cannabis uh, medicinally for 8,000 years, minimum dating back to the Orient and the uh, medical books that they had back then. And in 1936, before they passed the 1937 Marijuana Tax Act with an right. H, they had actually written 2.3 million prescriptions for cannabis oil. And the American Medical Association Association came to Congress after they passed this horrible bill, said, what are you guys doing? You never even consulted with us. This is one of our tools that we use to help people with migraines and pain mm -hmm. and all of this. And now you've taken it off of our rotation. So right. now how, what has been your feedback from nurses or folks that have taken your course? And I'm sure they're very excited and happy to learn and, and apply this incredible plant to helping so many people who, have, who go through so much, especially at the hospital. So those who are interested in the plant are very excited. The people who prefer to put their blind eye on, they, that's what they do. And that's one of the things that I would like to navigate a little bit more. Like that's one of my goals is to be able to get that mainstream nurse in my area. So when you walk into the hospital, it's not so taboo. But first things first, everybody who is interested sees benefit in holistic medicine in general. That's usually what is what their thought process is as they get into it. They're really excited. And when they come, they're like, I had no idea it was all of this. Like I get this look around one o'clock in the afternoon and they're like, and she's still talking. <laughs> so are these courses like through Zoom now? Were they yeah. in person before or have they always been online or how do you usually teach them? 
So when I first started, so this is, I've only been doing it for a year and a couple months now. So the first pilot, the first two pilot courses were in person. And then just after that COVID hit. So then that's when we had to restructure everything. And that was totally on Zoom, which is interesting because everything I wanted to do was supposed to be local. I wanted to be able to contain myself and I didn't want to expand myself too far, but because of everything that's happened, and I'm on the computer and now Clubhouse is a thing. I'm meeting people everywhere and it's exciting. And, and to be honest with you, what my course really does is just give you a starting off point so you can like dive into whatever your real interests are. If you're a mother baby nurse, like looking into what that research is as it, it applies to mothers and babies and follicular systems and all of those kind of things that might you know be of interest to you but we're a subset of people that is very small. So the opportunities are endless. So do you have, so are you still a, a nurse that goes to a hospital and interacts with patients on a daily basis? Yeah, well, yeah, yeah, that's great. I don't know, I figured, but I, I guess you obviously have that one-to-one -one relationship with the, the patients that come in there how i know it's tricky because it's recreational and, and do you work in maryland so yeah so i i don't work with patients anymore i actually okay. do like quality work i do chart audits and process improvement kind of stuff so very analytical and, and computer driven low uh -huh. um, stress <laughs> yeah i could only imagine and maybe right? i can't even imagine uh, but i guess my my point or coming to is because look, I know what this miracle plant did for my son with autism and helped clear his fog and, and got him back on his healthy, happy path that he's on. And it's impossible for me not to share that story when someone has a similar incident. And so for me, I, I know who I am and how I'm wired and you sound very similar. It would be impossible for me not to mention or bring up or educate people that are in pain and figure out a way, how can I connect some dots for them? Even if it is just education, but I guess, it, isn't it, I think it, DC is pretty close by what, yeah. if someone didn't want to go get a medical uh, card in California, it's so easy back in the day when we needed them, you would go down to Venice and you could hop in and the doctor would write you a thing and 45 bucks and 20 minutes you're out. Right. But uh, I don't know if it's that easy in Maryland. Obviously there's CBD and that's what we make a whole plant raw extract and CBD, which we've sent you and I can't wait to hear your feedback. So that, that's where we're a huge advocate of the plant and cold pressing it and, and getting all of the nutritional availabilities out of it. But if someone, if you were to share some information with them and they wanted to try a higher THC strain, perhaps how would you, how would one um, be able to get that in, in your neck of the woods or what would your recommendation be for them? So we, it, we do have access and it really isn't that hard to get a, a medical card here. I think there's a lot, even a lot of thinking patterns around getting a medical card. Like what are they doing with my information? I don't really want to mm -hmm. be in the system kind of thing. And then here in Maryland, you can't carry. So that's also a point of contention for a lot of people. So a lot of people are choosing the legacy market, but it, I don't necessarily recommend it because the dispensary, they do the testing and you know exactly what's in your product. So you can dose yourself and you can pay it, be intentional about your use. Mm -hmm. But as far as accessing it, I know a few doctors that do the certification for patients. And right now it's online, so it's super easy to mm -hmm. do. And then 
I'm not a huge fan of DC's medical recreational market. Like it's not like in, in California. So I've been to California and I'm like, okay, your recreational dispensaries are cool. You walk in, they have security or whatever. Give them your ID, you go on about your business. In DC, it's a little, it's a little, I, f I feel a way about going <laughs> to their dispensary. It feels like a little back alley or? You know, and it, it just doesn't make me feel comfortable, which is interesting because if you have a medical card, it's a completely different scenario. And what they do in DC is they don't, you can't, and I'm not exactly sure why the law is like this, but you can't buy what you want to buy. You have to buy something and they give you the gift of the thing that you want. Yeah, I've heard that. It confuses me. And I'm sure there's some weird loophole and it probably has to do with Lord knows what, but I always just say, follow the money and there's some rationale out there, but right. yeah, it's pretty wild. Yeah. So I'm not a huge fan of it, but if you don't want to get a card here, DC is the closest place. You can get it. The other thing is they don't, I don't know how they're doing their lab testing in the rec market. Like that's not really transparent as far as I've seen. And then they don't label the same way they do with their, in their rec as they do in their medical market. And I get why, but at the same time, even recreationally, I want to know what I'm like, what am I taking? So those are my thoughts. Absolutely. And, and again, for us in the CBD side of the space, which we do have trace amounts, less than 0.3% THC, we've seen incredible results. We're all learning at about the same time. And now that we found each other on Clubhouse, we get to work with people like Dr. Lakeisha, and Chloe was on last night. She had a great room, uh, Viliano. And there's just so many incredible people that I've gotten to meet on Clubhouse. And uh, we're going to be able to align and help each other accomplish our missions. And uh, tell me about your experience on Clubhouse, people you've met, things that have worked out for you in the, I assume, how long have you been on Clubhouse? So Christmas was when I was invited in. <laughs> so it's been really eye-opening experience. So I feel like uh, a bubble has literally been lifted off my back. Like I felt like I was working alone and I was the only one who thought the way that I thought. And, and I knew that I know a few people, I know small subsets within my area specifically, but like you get stuck in these kind of echo chamber kind of things. And that's exposed that a whole lot for, for me, at least. Clubhouse has been really great. I've really enjoyed meeting the all the different people, hearing other people's opinions, getting different perspectives, which I think is huge. Perspectives outside of Maryland, perspectives outside of being a nurse, perspectives outside of being Black. It's just, it's, it's invaluable the amount of perspective that you're able to get because then you can apply it to what it is that you are trying to accomplish. And I think, and I'm hoping that's true for everybody because really that's ammunition to how you relate to the world, how people receive you. And then the other thing is just general public speaking to people that you have, you don't know, you don't understand the audience or anything and being able to engage that way, I think is also very valuable. So I think it's been a really great experience. I've met a whole lot of other cannabis nurses out there in my personal network. I'm a part of an organization called Cannabis Nurses of Color, and it's very small. It's like less than 200 of us that I'm aware of, and that's been growing, but we've been able to really connect even more within amongst ourselves. I think it's been very important, but I do need to, I need to disconnect. I have children. <laughs> I can sit on that thing all day, listening, talking, whatever. Like I can sit on it all day. Yeah, it's quite addictive. And yeah. I basically, it's basically on... 
if I'm awake 16 hours, let's say I'm on Clubhouse, probably about 14. And, right. and I, I try not to engage too much. And if I have things to do like this or make phone calls and clients and things, then of course you'll build those into your day. And I would recommend anyone just maybe schedule sometimes. And as we start to get more rhythm, there's going to be clubs and there's going to be certain times that certain shows are on mm -hmm. just like a TV. And so you'll right. be able to schedule which shows that you don't want to miss. So it's been incredible because I know for us in the cannabis hemp CBD space, there's been so much censorship and, and so many, no way we can't communicate like Facebook and censorship yeah. word. I have yeah. no I'm just saying like, it's been, and, and not to mention since the 1937 marijuana tax act was passed, which was complete, you know, bullshit, just mm -hmm. speaking purely. And it was done for political reasons and lobbying reasons and all kinds of horrible reasons. If you want to go down that rabbit hole, but now that at least there was an awakening with hemp in 2014. They passed a farm bill, which allowed right. us to start growing it and trying how to figure out if there was a market. 2018, they passed the farm bill, which made it completely clearly legal. The FDA is still screwing around and big pharma is still trying to manipulate the situation however the best they can because they're trillion dollar you know, companies and making obscene amounts of money. And what matters to them is it's all about the bottom line and profit. Yeah. And so there's lots of people that are fighting against the cannabis and CBD space. But when Clubhouse appeared, we were all who've all been fighting this uphill battle because we've been touched by this industry or this plant has has basically become a miracle for our lives in so many different ways. We all got to collaborate and talk and share our stories. And I was going to say two things is one, anybody looking to get on Clubhouse, first of all, right now you have to have an iPhone. That Android one is actually a fake account thing that doesn't work right now. You do need to have an iPhone or potentially an iPad that's connected to a phone number right. and then download the app and then make sure that you reserve your phone number that you use, your normal phone number, and then make sure that you get your phone number and name into the contacts of other people that have iPhones that are already in Clubhouse. That's your best bet to get waved in. And if, unless you're somebody who's already in there too, who's a good friend of yours, ask them to invite you in because you get about anywhere between four to seven if you're a pretty active uh, mm -hmm. participant uh, on those invites. But I was going to say before I forget, for you, now that we're, you're on here and we're connected and we're helping heal the world, which is our motto here, yeah. what, what can I do for you? What is it that you're looking for? If someone's listening in this audience, what are the things that, that will help you reach your mission, reach the things in the hearts and the minds that you're, you're after? The biggest thing I can ask for is just to share. So if you can follow me on Instagram, you don't necessarily need to buy the book, but if you could just share the fact that the book exists, because that whole, I mentioned I was triggered by the censorship, mm -hmm. but I can't do any paid advertising like any other children's book author would. I can't talk to teachers because I get blocked as soon as they see the word cannabis. Like people are literally just not interested in what it is that I have to say. They're not even giving me a chance to explain how responsibly I've organized the material and what it is that my message behind everything that I'm trying to do. If I had to ask for anything, literally just tell somebody about it, share it on your with your network and whoever is out there that is interested, they can at least have a chance to hear about it. And what I would recommend for you is to go to GoDaddy and go and buy the URL of that particular name of the book. Mm -hmm. And that way it would just have a real easy place for them to buy it. So you can buy the website for 20 bucks, 10 bucks. 
by the name, the title of the book, and then just post it, put it up on live and have a way for them to buy it online. Uh, and it, even if the, if you don't have that right now, I'd be more than happy to help you out. It's just okay. stuff that I do on the side. But I think that's amazing that you're writing those books. I know that some parents back East are worried about not, it's not legal everywhere. And being in California, we're obviously very pro-cannabis and have been okay. since 1996. And, but again, I, we were battling such an incredibly uphill battle with our son and the severe diagnosis that I didn't give a shit what other people thought about me or parenting. And I didn't get any pushback because I was fortunate enough that I was, I made myself educated enough and that it was pretty much legal. And I had great lawyers and, and a great support system that I never really feared it. In the beginning, I was a little concerned. Now the entire, where my son goes to school, all the teachers and the principal, everybody takes our products and loves them for stress and anxiety. Okay. And so I know a lot has come a long way. And I know a lot of people are confused about CBD and they think mm -hmm. they'll get high and they think they'll right. have a drug test and they think it comes from marijuana and they think that it has to have, it, it's sometimes dispensaries will say it needs to come from marijuana, which is not true. Mm -hmm. Marijuana is a made up term. That's slang term that they brought from Mexico mm -hmm. to try and slander people. So cannabis is the name of the plant. It's the true name of the plant. And so what's some questions that you get or what are some advice that you give people that you get pretty common? A lot, you touched on it already, but a lot of people are very confused about CBD. The differences between CBD and THC, they all come from the plant. <laughs> and even when I try and break it down, they're like, but CBD is separate. No, that's just the way it's been marketed to you. And then the other piece of it is the children aspect of it, because I've been doing a lot of talking about children and the fact that they can be patients too. And people are really concerned about giving their children CBD for whatever ailment is out there. I was just told a story the other day that really broke my heart that we accept alcohol and it's a toxin. Like I've heard um, this story about a young girl who was young, under two, and they gave her alcohol. And by the time she was eight, was an alcoholic. Oh. And that has been sticking with me since I've heard it. And as a nurse who's watched people withdraw from alcohol, we really need to take a look at the things that we accept and the things that we reject and why we do that. That's a lot of the messaging that I, I put out there. And then just being from being Black and talking to my counterparts and just removing some of the fears and the stigma around cannabis because of the way the system has targeted them is also a piece of it as well. Yeah. And that's, we certainly get that question a lot with children because that's how our story got started. My son was three at the time. Mm -hmm. And again, CBDs and broccoli and kale cannabinoids are produced by our body naturally. Cannabinoids are in breast milk. Hemp seed oil, which we use as a carrier oil, is actually, the, it mimics breast milk. It's the closest thing. So with the omega-3s and 6s and all of that, and it's uh, it's as normal as eating a salad and as healthy as eating a salad. And, and the main thing is we don't, I'm not an advocate of giving a decarboxylated THC not Delta 9 to children. Mm -hmm. uh, there's been studies out there that it doesn't. It's not a benefit to the brain as the, vein, the brain continues to develop to the age of 25. Mm -hmm. Everyone has to do their own research. Don't take my word for it. Do your own research. I think it's crazy how people will listen to one person, even right. if they are wearing a white coat, and just accept everything that they say is the truth. And But yet, if we get a, a, a ding in our car, we'll go take it to three places and get estimates. So exactly. I always tell people, do your own research. You can go to places like pubmed.gov. Mm -hmm. 
uh, and search and look for all of these published studies out there. You'll be blown away what's already been studied with cannabis and CBD, and you'll be blown away what's what is to come. And so I'm just so happy to have you on, so happy to meet, so happy to help, anything that I can do. Any uh, parting words or anything you want to uh, share with the audience before we wrap up? My message is always cannabis is a medicine. It's not scary. So true. So true. I am going to read a, a review. Please review this. Please share this. So others out there who are in pain or stress or they can't sleep at night or they're fighting a, a tough ailment or an autoimmune disease that they can be exposed to this information and try this plant juice. We have compassion programs. We give away products for free all over the world. We also give seeds away for free and teach you how to grow hemp in your backyard. Yeah, we just want to be a part of the solution. We were granted this amazing plant that basically saved our family and, and helped our son clear the fog. So the, today's review comes from Dan, my weekly dose of inspiration. Thanks, Justin, for sharing real life, heartwarming stories about how the miracle plant has changed people's lives. It's an honor to be in your orbit. So thank you, Dan. Everyone, please go out, write a review. I know it takes two minutes, but it's how the algorithms on Apple will find our, will elevate our uh, podcast so others can find it. So share it, like this, get this out there. Ashley, thank you so much for coming on. I look forward to connecting with more rooms on Clubhouse and uh, just been an absolute honor. So thank you everybody for joining us here on the Miracle Plant Podcast where we share extraordinary stories, how this misunderstood plant with so many names has helped. Again, if you have a story to share, please reach out to us at info at themiracleplant.org and tell us your story. We'd love to have you on a guest. Again, that is info at themiracleplant.org. And you can also visit the website there as well, themiracleplant.org for any questions there or to hear more about our journey. So thank you, Ashley, for coming on. Thank Everybody you. have a great week and we'll see you on Clubhouse, hopefully. Yes. Take care, everybody. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to today's show. To check out more great cannabis podcasts, go to podconnects.com. Here's a preview of one of our other shows. I'm Josh Kincaid, Capital Markets Analyst and host of your cannabis business podcast, The Talking Hedge, and newest member on Podcon X. So come on over and check out The Talking Hedge. We talk about business news, interviews, investments, events, all that stuff. So come nerd out with me over at The Talking Hedge. You can find me at thetalkinghedgepodcast.com or on all your favorite podcast platforms. Don't forget to like, share, and subscribe, or don't, and I'm out.